0: Check, 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 Please check. work check, this check. time. Test. <laughs> Echo is gone. Test. Echo is gone.
1: <laughs> Man, the Jokic brothers booked their tickets to Miami. Dane doesn't like the new foul rules. And Kyle Kuzma has some choice words for Cleveland. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I'm with the three hooligans with me again. JJ, how you living, my friend?
2: Feeling good. Feeling great. What up? John,
1: how you living?
3: What's
2: good? What's good?
1: Sammy, and how are you living, my friend?
2: Doing well, my friend. Thank you.
1: Well, to start things off, it looks like the Lakers and the Heat. Tyler Hero misses some, like a couple clutch shots in overtime. John, what did you think of that game?
0: Real quick, it was a Laker win, so I'm happy. I was actually surprised that they won, although Jimmy Butler did get hurt in the second quarter. Right. I think most importantly is the Lakers look more cohesive than they have in previous games. So my one concern is turnovers and that's mostly on Russell Westbrook. He had seven or eight. He did have a triple double, but quadruple double with almost ten turnovers is no bueno. So we'll see how where this goes from here. The Lakers are seven and five, I believe. And let's see if they can continue the the win streak.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll we'll just have to wait and see. The Clippers win five straight PG looking like an MVP candidate. That is uh correct. Sammy, how you feeling about that game?
2: Feeling good about it. Uh, The Clippers' big formula that they've figured out in the last five games is they're going to win games mostly with defense. I know they gave up 109 here, which was a little on the high side. But on the offensive end, what they figured out is that it's going to be PG and then a second person rotating in. Typically, it looks like it's going to be Jackson. But on this night, Batum also had 22. Jackson had 23. Right. Uh, Hardenstein had 14. Nice game off the bench. Uh, So they're going to need to rotate, and they're going to need to find a consistent – second option among three or four guys. On the Portland side, we actually had a uh, very solid game from Dame. He had 27, 11 of 23 from the field, four three-pointers. The only problem for them is McCollum only had 13, so I don't think we've seen more than a couple games this year where both of those guys have had a good game. So, obviously it's a good sign for Portland, though, if Dame is having a good shooting night, so we'll see if it continues.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the Warriors. The Warriors looking like the Old School Warriors, they win their sixth straight. Wiggins, Looney showing up. JJ, what did you think of that game?
3: Glad you said Old School Warriors. They totally remind me of the 2015 championship team with the famous quote, which is, strength in numbers. They're number one in net efficiency, number three in offensive efficiency, and actually number one in defensive efficiency. Oh my goodness. I think right now, if they could buff up their talent which they're supposed to do when wiseman and clay come back they look pretty promising i know that everyone's saying that they have an easier they have a very easy schedule which is very true but they're supposed they're doing what they're supposed to do and they're beating the teams that that are in front of them
1: right and the chicago bulls are up next that's going to be a very interesting game with the warriors So, I wanted to talk about Nikola Jokic, and he's suspended for a game, and it's because of an altercation he had with Markeith Morris on the court. Markeith was fined about 50k for the altercation, and basically, it was a run-in between Jokic and Morris. It happened in the fourth quarter, Morris initiated contact by throwing his shoulder into Jokic, who was actually sort of like in the motion for a shot. And Jokic responded and he basically just barreled his shoulder into the heat power forwards back and man an on-court argument ensued what did you guys think of this?
2: Mark, deserved it agreed
0: and although I don't think Jokic should have done what he did he got suspended which I think was warranted and valid for what he did. I just don't Mark Keefe should have shoved his elbow into Jokic. That's an unnecessary, intentional foul. You just got to grab him or slap him. I mean, it's 2021. The NBA, they call fouls, phantom fouls for almost anything these days. So he didn't have to be that aggressive. And Mark Keefe, he used to be a Laker, won a championship in the bubble. (laughs) And I'll be honest, I didn't see any... I didn't really see a lot of dirty stuff from him. Usually... That's reserved for Sammy's favorite player, Marcus Morris, on his beloved Clippers. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think I have no problem with it. The only issue is doing it behind his back. But Jokic acted out because he thought it was a dirty play, and I think it
3: was. Can I, can I add on or just ask you a few questions about that? Yeah, go. I know you said uh, that Yo- that uh, Marquise had his back turned, but you can't just hit somebody, then turn your back. I think that's a sign of disrespect. Like, I'm going to slap you, but you can't slap me back, yes right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it was in the heat of the moment, too. It's not,
0: Jokic wasn't thinking, man, how is this going to look on TV? And to all of these, yeah. the med- media, if I just bum rush him, he was pissed. And he right. acted out of emotion, which which is honestly, to me, fine. Because it was a dirty initial foul by Mark Heath.
3: I I thought it was just really interesting that they had to bring out a stretcher. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad that he's okay. I know you've clowned and we've clowned a number of times when Paul Pierce, remember that playoff game where he came back with the wheelchair all too well and he was crying my neck my back. i do know and you know he was as a, <laughs> he won, a, as he a, won um, an academy award <laughs> yeah as a,
0: as a laker fan i have no idea what you're talking about that entire <laughs> series and the year is a, is a
3: blank to me it's completely a, i can't remember anything i don't want to i don't want to downplay like the you know the potential injury but he was able to walk up He shoulder ramp, Jokic could have been a far worse injury, like a knee injury because of the angle. But uh, Sammy, I guess I wanted to ask you, like, what did you feel about? Was was that okay? Like what Jokic did? Was it too much?
2: It was excessive, um, but I get it. Like like John was saying earlier, I, I... Understand that the response, because what Eve did was completely unnecessary. And in addition to that, I think there was about two minutes left in the game, and it was a blowout. So yeah. there was there was no need for it. And I'm not surprised Jokic responded like he did. Obviously, it was a little excessive. He said it himself after the fact. But for Eve to foul him the way he did, and then just turn his back and walk away, it's like, what do you think is going to happen if he do that? So was it a little yeah. much? Maybe, but. I mean, he almost asked for it by ramming him in the ribs and turning his back on him.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a basketball play. Not like there was absolutely no play on the ball. And the thing is, is that I like that Jokic responded that way because the optics on him is that he's sort of a soft player. Good point. Like the way that he passes, it's a lot of, even though it looks like a lumbering big dude, it, he actually plays with a lot of finesse. And my dad, me and my dad actually had a conversation and he's like, yeah, I love that response because if someone does it to you once, they feel like they could do it to you over and over and over. And the way you stop that is that you respond. So I think he responded appropriately. Maybe it had a little too much mustard on that. But that's my opinion. Jokic is
0: the the NBA's Tyson Fury.
1: Perfect. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) but another interesting thing is that there's like Twitter beef because of this right Marcus Morris the brother gets on he tweets waited till bro turned his back shaking my head noted in all caps and then the Jokic brothers respond you should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother your brother made a dirty play first if you want to make a step further be sure we will be waiting for you! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Marcus Morris, you got the right ones, believe that. Jokic brothers, I don't believe, I know that. 16. This is like, absolutely crazy. Another extra thing is that the Jokic brothers bought a flight, bought tickets to the next heat game. What do you guys think of all this? Is something gonna go down?
3: Well, can we add the the little tidbit that one of the Jokic brothers is a Muay Thai fighter, too? Yeah. And that he's 6'6", and he's 3'0", and he's not out his opponents. <laughs> Just as a heads up. I know Jimmy Butler's all about that life, <laughs> yeah. and Jimmy Butler had a hard upbringing. But when I look at the Jokic brothers, I would not want to mess with any of those dudes.
2: No, no, right, not at all. And and the first thing I was thinking when this went down wasn't what's the response going to be. It was I knew the first tweet about the whole thing was going to be from Marcus Morris. What? I just knew it. <laughs> like I, I knew he was going to start it. I know now when the Nuggets play the Clippers, he's going to do something stupid. It's it's a lock. Did you guys see get- the? Um, yeah. Did you guys see that picture with
0: the Miami Heat? They were. Uh... In the locker room, and they were waiting for the yeah. They're nuggets. like in the hallway. They're in the right? hallway, and they're waiting for the Nuggets to show up. And if you look at the picture carefully, there's Jimmy Butler who's who's kind of waiting. You can tell he's he's anticipating them and and wanting them to come. And then you have Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo on the left, looking like they want no part of. <laughs> <laughs> they want. <laughs> and uh steven jackson what steven jackson would say he does not want that they don't want, want that smoke at all
1: yeah absolutely absolutely just entertainment pure entertainment from this from this game too bad they don't play in the same conference because i would have loved to see a playoff type atmosphere with this beef background but anyway we'll see the next game that they meet up for the next topic The Wizards played the Cavs. The Wizards won 97-94. to And Kyle Kuzma actually hit a few clutch shots. And he had this to say after the game. There were fans in the building tonight with a LeBron won Kuzma his ring sign. And he responded with this. He said, without LeBron, Cleveland wouldn't be blank.
2: Poop, poop.
1: What do you guys think of Kyle Kuzma's comment here?
2: To Come quote, on. to quote Magic Johnson from the Dream Team documentary, he's not lying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry Cleveland, but LeBron put that team on the or that city on the map, basically. And uh, I'll just I'll leave it with that quote and pass it along, to you guys.
0: Kuzma hasn't been very accurate putting the ball in the basket but he's very accurate in what he said here about cleveland
1: <laughs> excuse me
0: he, yeah. i'm getting joe kim noah vibes yeah i'm having flashbacks totally. of when joe kim noah was asking a reporter i've never heard anybody say they want to go to cleveland for for a vacation have you
3: ever heard that what's so great about cleveland yeah, he even described the city too. He was like, "You just open up your windows, and they're just factories out here." <laughs> I just
2: like, want to point ouch. out that we personally do not hate Cleveland. We are just quoting what other people are saying. We're <laughs> quoting people.
1: Absolutely, we've never been there though. Yeah, I've never. I need some vacation time in order to visit Cleveland. Um, and you're never,
3: you're never gonna book your bu- uh, ticket over there either, <laughs> Probably
1: right? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I'm sorry, Cleveland. But what's good about this little. Rivalry unlike the last one is that they play in the same conference and you know what I think they might meet up there because The Wizards might be towards the top of that playoff bracket and the Cleveland Cavaliers might be toward the bottom So who knows they might meet up that'll be interesting (laughs) The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a depth deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN. Throw down just $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit or $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> Damian Lillard has been struggling as of late. He actually had comments on the officiating saying that it's unacceptable quote, I felt like coming in the rule change wouldn't affect me because I don't trick the referees I don't do the trick plays it's unacceptable that he's not getting these foul calls still what do you guys think of his comments?
3: before I let, wasn't it just like oh go ahead John, oh well
0: I was going to say something before you were going to jump in, I had a feeling you were going to jump in I do want to say, tell the audience that JJ loves Dame, if anybody didn't know,
1: yeah (laughs) he loves
3: Dame I love Dame, but for the fifth time. But it is it is the anniversary of last year, to be exact, I think, or around the same time that uh, didn't Dame say, he's saying that it's tough to get those quality looks right now. It's different than what it looked like the last four or five years. <laughs> and when I said ye, he, who's that pronoun I'm referring to? It was Steph Curry. It was Steph Curry. And you know, you know what's crazy right now is that Steph Curry, as sammy and john mentioned last week he's in the favorites for MVP. yeah he is he's not one of the favorites he is the favorite favorite. am i correct he
2: the favorite and there's distance now between him and the rest of the field true and it's just like
3: dude what's up with all these excuses and i'm sure we're going to talk about this in the next subject but they did change the ball which is a a new Wilson ball for and he said that that's just different so he has to get used to that he has to get used to the foul calls Right. Come on, Dame. Like, that's not Oakland, bro.
1: (laughs) And I'm glad that you bring up the ball because for the first time in 37 years, they introduced a new ball this season. Lillard states, once you pick up a Spalding TF ball, you'll never let it go. Spalding TF has always been my go-to rock from the first bucket on the milk crate hoop in in Brookfield to my first big Dame time moments, every alley, every gym, anytime, anywhere. Do you guys think the ball is really affecting these players' shots, including Damian Lillard?
0: Not as much as they're making it out to be. I mean, I'm skeptical of how much different a basketball can be. I understand that it's a different brand. But if they're making top of the line, I know Spalding has a a much longer history of making balls than Wilson does. I think. I'm not sure if that's completely accurate but i'm gonna say it anyway yeah (laughs) so i'm just skeptical of it i i I don't i think that's part of an excuse i think it's partially true
1: what's interesting is that wilson actually said it's made of the same materials eight panel configuration and performance uh, specifications as the league's current game balls and sources the same leather so it's it's pretty close to the Spalding TF ball I would assume, right? I, I would, guess yeah. I, I would don't think know. it's
2: close to the same ball. I th- I think this is almost a subconscious thing though because from what we've seen from most top-end athletes across all sports, they value consistency as much as anything. So if they start the year their shooting is cold, something's quite off, then it might get in their head, okay, well the ball's different. And all of a sudden right. that is mentally affecting their preparation and that becomes a reason that they're not quite as consistent as they were the prior year. I think that might be affecting things as much as the actual change of the ball.
1: Another thing that I think that's affecting Dame Lillard's shot is he can't get to the foul line like he he used to, right? You can't get your shot right if you can't get to the foul line. That's like... A really old-school trick where if your shot isn't falling just find a way to get a foul right? right do anything you can to get a foul and he can't get those fouls and now like you and said there's a psychological thing where he thinks it's the ball
3: it's a good point like foul calls are subjective it's contingent on the ref. right the one thing about the game ball is that every single player is using the same ball true and you know, I like to put it into perspective of street ball or pickup because um, most of our fans probably out there play pickup or experience pickup. You ever have that one random that says, "I have a bad shooting night because this game ball sucks," or "Can we switch <laughs> game ball?" This one feels right. this one feels terrible almost every time. Now what does everyone's head think? What does everyone's mind think? He's making excuses. This kid's whack. Yeah
0: yeah there it is
1: exactly (laughs) we're gonna move on to the next topic that's a great (laughs) point jj um scotty scotty pippen and his new book unguarded he talks about the rockets team that he joined he basically said that i didn't realize how much hakeem had diminished i didn't realize charles wasn't as dedicated as i thought he would be basically making excuses for why that team failed what do you guys think about that
2: i think scotty is burning every single bridge he can and we're not going to hear from him much in about six to twelve months because he has now gone after the goat he's gone after barkley who's a pretty beloved figure now because of tnt of course we obviously weren't in his shoes but this just sounds like blasphemy at this point like you keep coming after these guys you know the nba community is going to end up defending them and like we talked about last pod, I, I hope the extra book sales are worth it.
0: Have I have a question. Have Scotty and Lavar Ball been hanging out or something? What What's going on here? <laughs> Why is... Scotty has been saying some pretty outlandish things recently. It's and crazy. I, I'm starting to think he's just bored and he wants to stay relevant. He wants to be talked about. It's crazy. I, I just don't maybe he's going through something serious in his life but it's just weird to be one day after day or week after week you're hearing something new some new slander that he's coming up with and
3: it's crazy to me and I even hate to mention this but I do want to note that when people start mentioning your mental health where you've never revealed that you had mental health issues and they're using that as a justification for your statements to the media. That's not a good look. Yeah, and we're right. not putting, you know, we don't want to minimize men- mental health because we're all advocates of mental health, but when when people are saying like, "Oh, Scotty Pippen, he must he must be depressed because of his divorce." Right? Or you know, he he's anxious or he has PTSD. I don't know what it is, but people are having you know they're trying to connect the dots and they can't so they're making these absurd i don't know i think they're kind of absurd but at the same time when you do say offlandish things people are gonna think you're kind of crazy right that's just reality of it right
1: totally like if you're gonna say something as off kilter as making excuses about Hakima olajuwon and charles barkley and that's the reason why that team failed and also put down a great player the greatest of all time like michael jordan people are gonna find ways to try to understand where your mind is coming from and unfortunately we all can't see it your way scotty (laughs) like i don't understand this in his book he said i was as great a player as michael jordan what do you guys think of that statement
0: next question <laughs> there it is.
2: I mean, I do mean we even have the, to spend That is the that mic what? drop right there. Yeah, you you know what I I guess I'm seeing overall in every quote that is this is just maybe it's just me and it's something that I personally can't stand when I see all the time is no matter what the issue was the cuckoo shot the Houston team anything never any blame on himself it's everything is it's Alajouan it's Barkley it's the that's way MJ one. treated players. Playing victim. Like like we talked about, Scotty is one of the best 50 that ever played the game, and I think he really wasn't truly appreciated for how good he was, probably until right around when he retired, maybe. Like, we didn't understand yeah. how good he was. But if that's what all this is partially about, that you were never appreciated enough, you still got to turn and look in the mirror and say, here were my particular flaws that the greatest player of all time helped cover for me. And yeah, there's there's no introspection in that way, and I think that's what's turning a lot of people off, at least definitely me.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you, Sammy. I'm gonna move on to the next topic. Alex Caruso reveals that the Lakers lowballed him and offered less than two years fifteen million. John, I'm gonna kick it to you, man. What do you think of this?
0: Oh man, man, man. I I miss Caruso. The goat. The bald mamba. <laughs> I'm not surprised by it. I knew how much Alex Caruso wanted to stay with the Lakers. He made it very apparent. He was very vocal about it. And we can definitely we could have definitely used him. He's he is the definition of a, a premier three and D guy. He can make open threes spot up and he plays elite defense. And that's definitely what the Lakers could use. So what I think about it is man I wish the Lakers weren't cheap. I know that Westbrook trade really strapped them for cash and so maybe they just couldn't offer him that much. So I understand it from that perspective, but they should have tried a little anything, maybe a little bit more even. It doesn't it sounded like they didn't even negotiate or say or ask him what is the lowest we can go and that you would offer. And then it just sound, seemed like the Lakers said this is the most we can offer you without even getting an, uh, a read, you know, from Caruso. So to me, it's it's a bummer, but I'm glad he's doing well in Chicago. I always liked him as a player. He's, he seems like a great guy. So it's a shame for my Lakers, shame for me, but good thing
3: for, for Chicago and good thing for Caruso. And the thing with Caruso too, what I love about his game is he goes with the flow of the game. He doesn't Frank. force anything and he plays... Defense, which is what the Lakers need. He leads the league actually with 2.6 steals and deflections, with I want to say about 4.5, 4.6 from what I read earlier. Yeah. Wow! And you know that's that's pretty amazing considering that on the Lakers people didn't even view him as a starter.
2: So big ups to a Caruso getting that cash and being on a winning team. Yeah. I completely missed on that one. I thought he got way overpaid by Chicago, and I was way off so much respect
1: yeah i i was actually with you i mean four years 36.9 mil like it sounded like a huge number to me too but the way that he fits in chicago is just bringing out the best in alex caruso um kyrie irving might be added onto this nba all-star ballot What? This is very controversial, right, guys? What do you guys think of this? Kyrie Irving on the All-Star ballot.
2: The NBA is asking for it. Because right? clearly he's not an All-Star because he's not playing. But there are going <laughs> to be certain people out there, whatever their agendas may be, that are probably going to vote for him in droves. And it's going to cause an issue unless the league either makes sure that he does not get put on the ballot however they choose to do that or excuse me that he doesn't obviously win a starting spot uh you're gonna assume that the media and the players are not gonna vote for him but i guess you never know but there's just there's no win here i mean i guess the other side of it is that if the league didn't put him on would that have been seen as a slight because technically he is an active player on a roster he's just not playing right now so in one regard, it's, it's not a good look either way, but on the other side, I guess maybe they couldn't win and they just felt like they were going to go by the book. Sammy stole my thought, but that's okay because it was a great one.
0: <laughs> I, Which one was it? No, all of it. All of it was great. Uh, no, I agree. The, the point you made about being a lose-lose, I think that's important to touch mm-hmm. on because if they didn't put him on the ballot, it, would be, it, it comes across as political either way. And that's always going to cause somebody to say something, somebody to have an argument or be a contrarian. So I think it is a lose-lose situation. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but the NBA was caught in a rock
3: between a rock and a hard place. They could have, you know, I think we all agreed that it could have just left him off though. Cause he technically has not played a single minute this season, not even preseason. It's true. Number one, number two, like, I know we want to avoid, like, politics, but just because you have him on the ballot now and you, and people people are going to vote for him, like what Sammy said, whatever their agenda is, and if for whatever reason, they don't have him starting that game. Like, call me crazy, but we've seen the past two years during the pandemic very unique things happening in and out of the sports world. I would not be surprised if the fans voted him in as a starter. I
1: wouldn't be surprised either. Like I also wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie doesn't get in, but then he demands a recount.
0: Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say, what are the
2: chances there's a ballot recount at the end of all of this? Well, yes, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well going off of that though, this is a halfway serious question. If he's near the top do you think the league makes sure that he doesn't stay there?
1: Man, I love this conspiracy theory. I, stuff.
2: I, normally, I wouldn't, but it's just if it's one thing if he's on the ballot and close to the top, it's in a whole other scenario if he actually is voted in as a starter. I mean, think about what that does for the league. The entire All Star weekend media yeah. is shot, it's the You're whole gonna- story. They're gonna say
0: that people didn't yeah. use the number, you te- number two pencils on the scantrons, and they get their re. <laughs>
2: That's what happened on my SATs, actually. Um,
1: <laughs> I think, man, that would be so crazy. Cause like, if Kyrie, dude, we're falling down a huge rabbit. Yeah, hole. I,
2: I, I don't want to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole too far. It's just, it, this is an honest question from a PR perspective for the league. Like, you yeah. just wonder mm-hmm. what would happen. Well,
1: another thing is that you mess with Kyrie's money if he doesn't make the all-star, right? He doesn't qualify for big contracts later on. Yeah, that's... He's gotta hit those all-stars.
3: Yeah, right? that has fraud written all over it. I don't know yeah. if want to touch that. All right. We, did, we didn't discuss this either uh, for our first part of the season, but there was a protest at Barclays Center where people actually bo- broke through security protesting right. for Kyrie. This is exponentially going to get bigger media coverage covers this whole Kyrie dilemma with all-star right the all-star game like straight up
1: yeah i mean this already sounds like a circus and we're already like we're not even close to the all-star yet but anyways that is actually all we have for tonight's show jj thank you for being on my friend
3: hey thank you listeners
1: john Thank you for being on.
0: Love you guys. Time flies when you're talking about Scottie Pippen.
1: True. Sammy, thank you.
2: Always a pleasure.
1: And I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic, all NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.